0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dawn of X podcast, the podcast where we talk about the newest books in the Dawn of X comic book line, but it's not called that anymore. It's called The Reign of X, which feels sinister. Like, that, sin-
1: like, like sinister. Um,
0: the emotion. The emotion. Okay.
1: Um, yeah, no, it does. It does have it's like, <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: it does have an ominous uh, feel to it for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I'm your host, Nick, accompanied by Prisoner 217. I'm sorry. No, it's... um. Josh.
1: That's Josh. me. Yes, hey everybody. I'm I'm Josh not to be mistaken with prisoner 217. Uh oh. I am in fact prisoner um X217. <laughs> Cuz this is an X-Men podcast.
0: His brother his, his brother from a different timeline. <laughs> yes, I am I'm the uh I'm the kid cable of the podcast everybody. I uh, killed old man Josh and I'm back. No, you're like the fourth cable. Isn't there there's 3. There's X-Men, there's Kid X-Man. Cable and Cable. I don't-
1: I'm not going to be X-Man. I'll tell you that fucking
0: much. Oh, no, so you're the fifth one. You're the one no one talks about. You're I'm the one, one no one. I'm the Adam X of cables.
1: <laughs> oh, man. So today. I'm not, not uh, even the Adam uh, X of of Adam X. Isn't
0: <laughs> well, that other X-Men book? X-Men Legends? Gonna I can't wait. It's another, coming out soon. It's coming mother? out soon.
1: Yeah. No, it's going to focus on um, a new story each time, I think. And the first one is going to be uh, Adam X.
0: But it's about like, but it's a classic era. It's like the yes. 80s era, right? I, I believe it's set in like the 80s, 90s, maybe. I'm not sure.
1: No, I think they're set now, though.
0: Yeah? I don't know. We'll find out. I don't know. We'll find out. Um, we'll cover it on the podcast. Um, So we'll be talking about X-Force number 15, Cable number 7, X-Men number 16, and I'm assuming Excalibur 16? Yeah, very good. Very good. Boom. Um,
1: but not necessarily in that order. We won't necessarily be covering them in that order.
0: No. Nah. But before we get to that, me and you are having a nice conversation about things you do when you're under the influence and things you should eat or watch or listen to. Yes. And one of those things I told oh. you to do yesterday. <laughs> no, did I did not did it? do it. No, I didn't, didn't do it. it. I'm not watching that again. I've watched that show before. Okay, listeners. Under the influence or not, go on Disney Plus and And if you watch- want, you
1: can use Nick's account. Here's his password.
0: <laughs> and watch... Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. If you don't know what that is, it's a 80s cartoon that looks like a 70s or 60s cartoon. Yep. And it is about Spider-Man and two mutants, uh Firestar and Iceman. Yep. That Firestar
1: is... was not a character until the uh TV show. Really? He was brand new for that TV show. Yep. And then she came into the books.
0: Interesting. I, I did not know that. Well, Iceman was obviously a character.
1: Iceman, famously not a character until the... No. <laughs> what?
0: What? Uh, and watch episode seven, I believe it was. Which one, uh, which one is
1: that? What happens in that one? I forget.
0: So there, <laughs> Magneto is trying to escape prison. Wow. or And or trying to break out his brotherhood of evil mutants. But when I tell you it's Magneto, you won't be shocked because he's a magician with a top hat and a cape, but still wearing his Magneto helmet.
1: <laughs> yes, I do recall this now.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's such a trippy episode because, like, he just—we all know Magneto's powers can be really vague with magnetism, but in this episode, it took place in the early '80s or late '70s, probably made in the late '70s. He actually took like the iron from from Spider-Man's blood and like levitated him and threw him in a giant sandglass. Like the whole episode is fucking bonkers. And like yeah. at one point, me and my girlfriend are watching it, and there's a moment where we make a joke about a dog doing something, and then the dog is actually important to the plot and like warns Iceman by swimming through a sewer tube. Like it's an insane fucking trip of a show, but it's an extra trip if you're messed up.
1: Yeah. Do they have a uh, Kitty Pride in the X-Men on there yet, or the pr- no pride of the X-Men? What? Do you, do you remember that one? The very first X Men cartoon was Pro- Pride of the X Men, in which I have Kitty no Pride idea what you're joined, talking about. Yeah, dude. In the, I believe, also in the 80s, there was really? a short lived, yeah, it was short lived cartoon called Pride of the X Men featuring
0: Kitty Bride. What? Yeah. I've never heard of this before. Yes. I'm, I'm still shocked there's an X Men anime on Netflix. So there's,
1: there's so much you need to learn about the world of cartoons in X Men, apparently.
0: Oh, man. Do you remember in 90s? avengers cartoon yeah i think so that was the first time i ever saw anyone like quicksilver or vision or, yeah uh, yeah i remember that one now yeah, yeah yeah i do yeah remember it, that it was yeah. insane because it was really bad but like mm-hmm. that was my exposure to a lot of certain characters that we know now yeah I'm bringing it up because have you been watching wandavision i watched the first episode Just the first one
1: just the first one i have not seen the second one yet if you want to talk about it though you're more feel free to spoil it because it's a half hour i'll watch i'm gonna watch it anyway you're um ready?
0: I won't spoil anything major, but I will say, I'm only talking about this because to me, I don't care what the comics are saying now, the great pretender or not, Wanda's a mutant. So I'm bringing this up also because the episodes, a lot of people I saw were kind of shitting on the first two, saying like, oh, I don't get why it's happening. And I kind of get it because if you have no frame of reference to like 1950s television, it might seem really meaningless. But also I like the idea of a Marvel program that can have like a nice slow burn before we get to the Marvel You know, third act. Yeah, and just give it at least the first three episodes. They gave reviewers the first three instead of the first two, and I see why now because it's definitely more engaging by the third episode. Oh, true. And there's definitely more hints.
1: (laughs) I um, I do. I, I I understand that you've seen more of it. Um, I want to believe, like you know, the Fox Mulder fan I am. I want to believe. That the villain is Mojo. And I will not <laughs> yeah, listen. He did text me that. <laughs> and I will not listen. I, I believe what I texted you was. I am ready to wildly speculate. Yes. And I'm doing that now. I'm wildly speculating that the villain is Mojo. I know it's not going to be. Um, I know all the reasons why it's probably. What's his, what's his dick? Oh I said Mephisto. Yeah it's probably I think Mephisto. I neighbor is Mephisto. Yeah, it's probably right because I mean, who else has all? Who else tortures Scarlet Witch all the time? Like, who else like literally tortures people? But come on, come on! Like, it seems like it's got to be Mojo in some way. Like, maybe We're changing the channel on that yes. would be insane.
0: That would be insane it, if it it's, was that.
1: Huh? That's Mojo's fucking shtick. That's what he does. <laughs> is he puts superheroes in other themed reality? You know what I mean? Like for his own entertainment. The first one was just Bewitched, which also just reminded me my first crush was basically Samantha from Bewitched, so I had like an erection that entire fucking episode. I didn't know what to do with that. But, and it was mainly for Vision, but
0: um, yeah. No, Paul Benton is actually really good. In this, like, he is, he is I don't so, know why, he, but something about this role, and especially in these like, sitcoms. He's a very he's a good fucking actor, though. He's oh, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's very good, but something like I feel like he's having, you can tell he's having fun. Yes. In these episodes, yes. Being this that, random character of that, whatever it is that scene where he
1: got to sing, whatever that fucking song was now that I can't remember. Like when he, like in the first episode, he starts singing that old timey song or whatever. Yeah. Like you could just see how like good of an actor he was. You know what I mean? Like it just all came out in that one scene. He's so fucking
0: good. And I do think this will lay the groundwork for uh, mutants in the future. Because it has to, like in some someone way. asked Paul Bettany what like advanced reading do you do before doing the show and he said they only told me to read these two books and it was House of M and um, the Vision the Tom King Vision run yeah it was like I think roughly twenty issues yeah. it was really good it was about Vision living in a normal house trying to have exactly a
1: normal life. Yeah.
0: yeah um I think Quicksilver is gonna be in this one way or another uh, I have no behind the scenes knowledge but I think. If she can bring back the guy she loves, she'll bring back her brother. And there was a little hint towards that in episode three. I think so I that, saw
1: some. Didn't, I I thought I read somewhere that, um, Quicksilver from the X Men movies is going to be in it.
0: Yeah, I wasn't going to bring that up. I didn't want to have like a spoiler thing because that's like oh, kind of like behind. Well, the
1: scenes. I, it was floating around on the internet. Sorry, it was. But, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I do think it'll be funny if her fucking with the multiverse shows like two quicksilvers and it's kind of like i don't get it neither do i kind of moment you know Uh and we do know scarlet witch is going to be in the new doctor strange movie which is called the multiverse of madness yes so i think they're there if anyone can lay the groundwork for a future franchise film it's probably marvel yeah yeah they'll find
1: a way to do it but like i just really hate the idea that it's it it's starting to sound like mutants are just gonna be from another universe or something you know what i mean like
0: i hope it's not that but also it kind of makes sense yeah like what like what what else
1: yeah like what else are you gonna do really you know what i mean like like how else are you gonna be like yeah all these people existed and we just didn't talk about it for
0: well there were a lot of 25 years last week i think that they were offering patrick stewart a lot of money to reprise the role i don't know if that was like for like a quick cameo mm-hmm. or if it's like reprise and be xavier again which i get it like no you did you did logan like that was your swan song, that's swan that was good song yeah yeah
1: no i don't want but to anyway, come back either
0: i think guys you should definitely watch wandavision if you didn't like the first two episodes at least give the third one a try and if you don't like that then probably you know give up
1: that's probably or not, not,
0: not listen to me whatever yeah, I mean, or
1: keep watching it out of spite. I mean that that's your right, you know. Like yeah. I don't know why you'd want to, but you could do
0: that. People watch Legion, you know, they stuck with that even when it got really fucking weird. That's when I liked it a lot though.
1: I mean I Did didn't you ever understand- finish it? No, but I liked that weird ass second season. I didn't understand what the fuck was happening after That's the why I didn't yet. like
0: the second season. Anyway, we'll get into that when you watch the last two fucking episodes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm right, just, so let's get right into it. You're right, starting with Excalibur. Yeah, let's talk with Excalibur. So we're oh, gonna guys, try before we get into this. Actually, just want to make sure you know we're trying out a different format instead of going beat for beat, page for page. We're just going to give a brief summary of the issue and then go into what we like and what we didn't like. And yeah. if that works for you guys, you know, give us some feedback if you like that. And if you don't, you know, we're gonna do what we gotta do.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, if you don't, if, if, if listeners, if you don't like this, then we can obviously go back to doing it how we were doing it. It just
0: um... I was gonna be more aggressive with the fan base, but all right, cool.
1: No, I, I, yeah, I'm usually bad cop with the fan base, but uh, this time I'm going to play good. Anyway,
0: here we go. So Excalibur
1: 16, this is the first one. It's a teeny Howard and um, Marcus Tao. Um, This is one of the first ones of the post um, X of Swords books that has honestly felt like it tied into X
0: of Swords at all.
1: Like the other couple that I've read have just been like, oh, everything just Stopped. And we're just back to exactly where we were. Which it we'll was ta-
0: either everything stopped or oh, now the whole sword thing done. Let's get back to this.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? Like, it's it very obnoxious. But anyway, um, this one is actually one of the few that are dealing with some of the fallout of what happened in X of Swords. Primarily, the main fallout for the Excalibur book, um, their leader died. <laughs> or so they think. So it op- the the story opens with Rogue and Gambit um, hanging out naked in the kitchen as I imagine they always do. Um, I I just now that Rogue can control her powers, I just I can only imagine all those two do is fuck, like <laughs> just years of making up time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just constant fucking. <laughs> um, so anyway. So it, it it's setting the stage because Rogue is depressed despite the fact that they clearly just banged one out. Um, <laughs> Rogue is depressed because Betsy didn't come back, and Gambit suggests that perhaps they should uh, ask X Factor to get involved. So Rogue petitions X Factor to investigate to see if Betsy's died. If Betsy died, can we please reenact the um, the resurrection protocols? when x-factor does this investigation they you know they do it as best they can they you know rachel describes going into the memories of those who were there to witness it they try to get as close to where the event took place as possible and based on all their research they have no way to prove that psylocke is actually dead they can't prove it they saw her shatter all these other betsy's came back also, it's the fucking other world and it's Saturn. Yeah. <laughs> She's magic's involved. Like Rachel at some point, I think, says, Come on, Rogue. We you know we can't know that for sure. Like it's magic. Like, but Rachel tells her, Listen, we've done what we can do, but there is another group out there that really does kind of spec like, specialize in magic. And Rogue is like, who, who's that group? <laughs> and Rachel, you know founding member of Excalibur (laughs) says Excalibur jackass the team you're on so uh Rogue um gets the group together and there's a there's a panel in here and now that we're not going beat for beat I kind of like slow myself down here but there's a panel in this particular book where she gets the team back together and they go through the portal to Avalon because they're going to go do their own investigation into what the fuck happened and they come through this portal. It's Jubilee, Richter, Gambit, and Rogue in the lead. And they're all in their Excalibur like their old school Excalibur outfits now, like the ones that they got before X of Swords started. And damn, I forgot how good these outfits look. I'll shut show- I don't know if you can see it here. The, but... Like
0: the spiky one used to have or no,
1: like the like the brown kind of like earth tony outfits they have. They're oh, okay. Really, cool. yeah. Like they're Wait, so- oh, you
0: mean like when the first issue when they first went exactly to- like when they oh, okay, first good, good.
1: like when they first became a team and they had like yeah. matching jackets and stuff like those, yeah. like they look so fucking good. So they go to Avalon, um, ask Jamie, you know, the crazy guy who runs Avalon, <laughs> um, if they can use his portal to go to other world because they're going to investigate Betsy's death. He grants them permission. Megan. Who you you do not know, I believe, or you probably uh, do. That's,
0: that's Captain Britain's wife.
1: Well, Captain Avalon now, but yes, yes, she is part fairy and part mutant. So she goes naturally. with naturally. She goes with them to help them do this investigation because her powers are heightened as a fairy when she's there. Um, when they leave, Captain Avalon kind of dresses down a little bit to uh jamie and tells him you know like your sister is missing too i I would think that you'd want to fucking do something about this and jamie says just because i'm not swinging a sword and acting like i'm gonna punch people doesn't mean i'm not doing anything and so it cuts it cuts to him putting on sinister's cape remember how he has sinister's cape (laughs) putting on sinister's cape and going through a portal and then the next time you see him, he's, co- he's having a conversation with Mr. Sinister and says, I want a body. And he's like, I'm sorry, can't you just, manip- Sinister says this, he's like, can't you just manipulate reality? Why are you coming to me for a body? Can't you just make it? And he's like, I need this off the books. Just give me a body. And he's like, which body? And he's like, you know which body. And so he's talking about Betsy and he gives, and for this body, he doesn't even say he wants it to be alive. He specifies he just wants a body. I'm guessing he wants to convince the five that she's dead, so they'll resurrect her. I don't know, Hmm. but um, he trades sinister back the cape. (laughs) Um, Anyways, this the book ends with the Excalibur team led doing a ritual in Otherworld to try to summon the spirit of Betsy forth, or or what's left her essence, whatever's left of her there, the spot where she died. And it's Richter leading this magic, this this spell, because Richter has all of Apocalypse's books. Cause Nick, let me tell you, like, readers probably know this already, but Nick, mm. Richter is going through some codependent bullshit and really misses Apocalypse.
0: I've gathered that just from what I've seen.
1: Like, oh my god, like in this issue alone, like he is having a full out meltdown when you first see him, trying to like open the earth of Krakoa to like try to. Co- like have a conversation with Apocalypse in Acheru or Ar- Arcoa or whatever the fuck we agreed it was gonna be called. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, like, I need to hear
0: Hickman say. I need to Hickman say the fucking I, word. Hickman
1: or Teeny Howard. If either, if anyone knows how to get a hold, like, send me a file of one of those two people saying it, and then I'll know. <laughs> um, but anyway, so he's leading this. He it's part of his like journey for himself and in, in like what the the road that apocalypse sent him down he's leading this spell um but he doesn't do it quite right betsy doesn't come forth but um all the betsy's come forth and they say we need your help our betsy's missing can you please go find this universe captain marvel and so they are captain um britain and so they all go out to look for her but then the book ends with, like, this bright light, all the Captain Marvels talking about needing to find – I say Marvel. Ca- ca- all the Captain's Britain saying how they Captain's need to find – Talking about why they need to find Betsy, where she's going to be. And then it, like, snaps to our Betsy, I believe our Betsy, waking up as the Queen of England in bed with her old beau, Warren Worthington III. And she has no clue where the fuck she is or what's going on. And huh. that's how the book ends. There's a portrait of her as the Queen of England in the background. Angel is in her bed serving, saying, hello, my queen. Here's your breakfast. She's naked. Angel's naked. And she's like, the look on her face like is like, where the fuck am I? Huh. And so that's how the book ends.
0: Interesting. I gave it
1: four x's because it was a good story and it had some really very tender and very hot gambit and rogue moments <laughs> and you all know how i love me some tender and hot Get that gambit.
0: four steaming hot x's. I gave that
1: i gave that three x's for that content
0: and then one x for the story yeah there you go all right well so that's my excalibur up. rundown next up we have x-force number 15 so basically, this is one of those stories that kind of just goes, oh, what was that whole X of Swords thing? Anyway. Um, yeah, exactly. Like- it's like, you could actually skip X of Swords and just go to the next issue of this book and so far not miss anything. No, not miss any. To the point
1: where, I- I'm just going to skip ahead for a minute since we're just talking yeah. about this right now. You you can just skip everything to the point that th- apparently they've had Colossus in prison for the entire X of Swords. <laughs> Same with Omega Red. Um, But they didn't even bother interrogating him until after X of Swords, despite the fact that Gene wasn't involved until the very end. So like, nor Beast. So they could have been doing all this. Yeah,
0: I was confused. Did this happen after X of Swords? No,
1: because Wolverine references X of Swords at some point in passing.
0: So this happens after, like, Wolverine says he's back or whatever. Like okay, yeah. So that means that whole X of Swords thing during that happening, two Russian mutants were just like in captivity for no reason. Yes. When you could have easily just taken Wolverine out of this issue and said this takes place before
1: Exactly, Unless I missed something. Unless I unless I misread something and this really is supposed to be right before X of Swords, and in which case, again, correct us on Twitter. But I feel like I saw somewhere in here. That somebody said, made, made some reference that this is post Swords.
0: Yeah. All right. So, this issue first, it starts off with Gene interrogating a Colossus, kind of digging through his mind to see if he's lying about anything. And right at the bat, I didn't like there's a few moments between Wolverine and Beast saying, listen, if he did anything, he'll pay for it. But so are you for the shit you've been doing. Exactly. I'm glad so, I'm glad that he
1: made it apparent that regardless of Colossus's innocence, Beast still needs to be held accountable.
0: Yeah. So we'll get more into that after the summary. So after that, Gene says that he didn't do anything. And I did like the splash page of like his mind. Oh, that's such a gene's going through it. That is a really cool splash page. But also when Gene comes out, she sees Beast and is kind of like, listen, he's good. Everything he said was true. he's good. I don't want to do it you' shit beast. I don't even want to know what else you guys have planned. so I'm just gonna dip out. yeah man then geez, a weird bad. black rock kind of like crashes through Kokoa into the water. We don't know what the fuck it is. We cut to Omega red who's been tied up by vines of Krakoa. They know he's lying, but he doesn't know what, th- what he's lying about.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's been, they, because of Wolverine's intelligence too about the vampire nation, he, they basically know he's been mesmerized by Dracula.
0: I don't know much about Omega's red, like synthesizer. I don't know what that really is. It's about the that. thing
1: that, like, because he, like, the reason he has to kill other mutants is because he needs whatever their plasma, whatever, like, kind of blood, but not really blood. Um, to live himself like he's died he has a disease in which he's dying because he can't get that so he steals it from other mutants okay like that's the best of my recollection of it
0: so wolverine's pissed off saying i don't care what you said he's lying and he needs to be taking the fuck out or shoved into the ground and b says let's actually use him as a double agent let's make him forget and we can use him against uh, dracula and see what that was going on holy shit man which was gonna work out great because he's beast um, I Do we like even this... need a dark beast anymore? Yeah, at this point. Uh, then we cut to Forge, who looks like he's straight out of Black Science. I don't know if you've ever read Rick Remander's Black Science. No, but I, I didn't. But I do like <laughs> his statement
1: when he comes out of the water. I, I just want to say... X-Men has never been as overtly and subtly gay as it has been with Hickman's run or this new (laughs) run and I fucking love it so much Um, Forge is standing with a leg propped up like Captain Morgan style but the way it's drawn is Beast is looking up at him but basically dick height (laughs) and Forge says I dreamed up a new way for us to go down (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah
1: that. Oh, I love so
0: it you look up a picture of the cover of black signs and okay. that's what you're, what you're seeing okay. uh, Forge is discovering a new way to dive and by kind of breathing in this organic liquid thing and then Beast says I need you to help me make a new synthesizer for Omega Red so am I to understand that they purposely killed him so he wouldn't remember the conversation they're having? Yes yeah, that's why I say
1: Yeah, they kill him so that he does not remember that his memory is no longer backed up. Anyway, uh, like you do. It's such. This is some like the Bush administration wouldn't even pull this. Shit.
0: <laughs> All right. So then also we have this now weird root infested whale take down this whole submarine of um I think Russian submarine. Am I right? Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah, I don't remember now. Um, who were complaining about like the island constantly shifting and like having to go around the whole thing? How inconvenient it all is. Oh, well, it does look like that. Sorry, I just saw black signs. Yeah, like so. Then we see Beast try and get like a kind of like a hey, sorry about you getting mentally tortured and accusing you of being a double agent, even though we've known each other for years and years and years. Sorry. And then we have this mysterious mutant lady again, who's all about Colossus. Yeah. And I did like this moment of like, you know, how much your body's water, and then she's taking it out of him. Like, and that counting was down. <laughs> yeah, like that
1: counting down. She's like, counting down. Like, he's like, oh, it's, he answers her because he's dumbass. He's like, oh, roughly 60%. And then she's like, 59, 58, 57.
0: 56. That's pretty badass. Like, that's... I don't know who this woman is, but that's pretty badass. That's
1: pretty fucking hardcore, man.
0: <laughs> Losses is like, that's enough. We're cool. Thank you for the paint. Peace the fuck out. Mm hmm. Um, but no,
1: Beast can't leave well enough alone because Beast is like, wait, I still need a favor of you. he's still, yeah. he's still gonna ask him to fucking be a, like, be on X four. You know what I mean? Like,
0: but then there was a moment where he said, uh, "I've forgiven you, so now you can go in peace." Like, yeah, he feels you're not doing this for me. You're doing this for yourself. Yeah, Do you feel better bye like mm-hmm. I don't need your shit right now. And the last pa- last few pages I really like because... I love just, these pages. These are like so classic. Tom and Domino just chilling on the beach. This is just
1: fucking class. Did you ever see in the 90s how they had like the Marvel swimsuit issues? Yeah. This is what this is. This is Black Tom and Domino in like a swimsuit issue.
0: Just chilling. I even like how he's like, oh yeah, the dog poops everywhere. It's good for the soil. Like, yeah. like okay, fine. And then all those Russians from the submarine or from the boat Come back, and they have some metal ass, just weird vine shit coming out of their mouth. The dog we just met is immediately killed, apparently, which actually made me kind of sad, dude. That made me sad too. And I love my dogs. So, <laughs> famously,
1: the Don of X podcast is a lover <laughs> of dogs. Uh, one of the dogs from this podcast is named Jean Gray. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, so yeah, Domino and Tom see all these people washing ashore and a pretty really cool final page of like these vines coming out of their body not just their mouth but like their arms and shit mm-hmm. and i for some reason domino says surfs up
1: yeah because it's I'm just like, again it's just such like, butter, right? yeah like dude like that moment honestly like i i, I only gave this one three x's but like yeah, three um That moment made me kind of chuckle in a way that was like, okay, so this is supposed to be like a tongue-in-cheek nineteen nineties action book, you know what I mean? Like,
0: which is fine. Which is fine.
1: It's not necessarily for me, which is why I got three X's. But like, I appreciate that it's, it's leaning into what it is.
0: Okay, so now we're next to again one of those books that ends up being like low-key top-tier X-Men. We talking about
1: Cable? we're talking about cable, okay, dude. This is legit. I like X. Ex- I picked, I I picked to summarize these because these were my two favorite this week. Oh, um, good. Yeah, like Excalibur is really good, and ca- this cable book is fucking good. I know there are some people out there who just aren't aren't feeling this book, and, I, and you know, not every X Men book is for everyone. But like this one, I really fucking love this one.
0: Well, I think. Cable and Marauders is the same writer.
1: Yes, it is. It's, it's yeah. uh, Jerry Duggan and uh, Phil Noto is the artist on cable. I don't remember. Cable, I don't, yeah. Yeah. I don't... It's a very particular art
0: style. So it's definitely cable. Yeah.
1: No, no. I meant like, I don't, he's not on Marauders. No, no. Little I'm little trying bit. to remember who that is, though. Like, who's the primary one is. On and if
0: podcast. you want actually good work from both of them, Phil had a really good run with Charles Soule on the Poe Dameron book. Oh, <laughs> shit. Rated, really, yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, Dugan or Duggan? I always say Duggan. I don't know yeah. for sure. Um, Duggan, he had a really, really good run on Deadpool, actually. Oh, yeah. He had a long ass
1: run on Deadpool too. But there's he?
0: one particular trade, if you ever read any of them, it's like Deadpool finding out he had a daughter, like in Vietnam. And it was Deadpool, Wolverine, and Captain America kind of going back there. Oh discovering wow. stuff, and like both of them shocked that Deadpool like never made a joke. It's really good, yeah. It's because him realizing he had a daughter, he never knew that. So like he was like no more jokes, yeah. And like it was like Cap and Wolverine trying to like cheer him up, kind of, because yeah. they were like really concerned. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's not joking, is he? Yeah, like, this is weird. So like, that was a really good one, but yeah, he's safe. <laughs> yeah,
1: so, so great. Yeah, great team. Definitely a great, uh, a great creative team on this for sure. Great on basis, um, um, but. Yeah, so the book opens with a, a just a perfect Cable quote, which is, it's tough when the past that comes back to haunt you hasn't happened yet. It's like, oh, only Cable could deliver a line like that. <laughs> um, so this is another book that kind of just, for the most part, goes back to where it was, like the status quo. But they do handle it in, in a, a, sl- a slightly nicer way because there, there's a moment in the beginning where the the group is having or a group of mutants is having um, a memorial for, for Gorgon um, they have his swords you know placed in X obviously um, and yeah they're having also, like a side little-
0: note the only book to reference that he's dead a member of the council like they what? reference an X-Men but not like in a uh, we missed that guy no, they me- they mention it <laughs> they mention it and we have a vacancy to fill <laughs> like they I may know they, they're numb to death but shouldn't this affect them even more because yeah because I'm he's dead
1: actually yet? dead <laughs> anyway yeah anyway so uh cable is at this memorial and then he uh leaves because he's got a mission to get back on because um i have a lot of things to say about cable so i'm just gonna really you know, go, go through, for it i'm just gonna go yeah, through the summary
0: first quick. and then we'll go yeah, yeah. okay
1: team. so the summary is we're going back remember i i've I don't. I didn't remember until now. Uh, Cable was investigating kids being kidnapped by. I totally forgot that. (laughs) I totally forgot that too. Um, Cable was investigating mutant children being kidnapped by a cult called. Oh shit! I knew this off the top of my head. Um, Something
0: of X isn't.
1: Oh shit! Is it the? It's not the way of X, is it? Or is it just the? the I know. Is it the cult of X? Maybe. Anyway, anyway, I don't know. But that cult, that cult that's out there worshipping Order of X. Order of X. Okay um but so remember the cops i forgot about the philly cops fucking (laughs) love them they're back um so cable and fucking rachel so obviously come on everyone knows i'm involved now like shit rachel's here too she's
0: popping up low-key in like every book because
1: rachel is fucking good man and also if you need to get yourself out of a tight jam and story-wise just bring in Rachel.
0: Oh yeah, she's a great MacGuffin. I <laughs> yeah.
1: Just just bring in Phoenix. Let her come in, be like, oh, she's an Omega mutant. Fuck it. All right. Problem solved.
0: <laughs> um,
1: anyway, so the <laughs> the they meet with Rachel and Cable meet with the Philly cops. Cable's like, uh, heads up, these guys don't fuck around. <laughs> and the cops are like, oh, this motherfucker again. Can you just let it what happened? What happened to the, last time you were here you fucked everything up man so anyway <laughs> the Rachel's house blown up <laughs> yeah Rachel's like don't worry i can actually help i'm actually a helpful person so she does that magic psychic thing she does where she retraces everybody's steps based on memories of memories of physical memories and i don't know dude she's got all the powers in the world um so she finds out where they're hidden where the uh, um babies are where the where the mansion is where everything's going down the cops go with them honestly i can't i don't have i'm not going to get into all the good jokes but there are so many funny lines in this book if you are not reading cable do yourself a favor and pick it up it is really funny um but there are a lot of good witty banter moments between the cops and cable as they're heading over to where the babies are and so the cops are like all right we got to do this by the books guys all right we got to We saw Rachel helps them see into the building. They know what's going on there. They're like, okay, we're going to get those babies out, but we got to do it the right way. We got to get the warrants. We got to do this. Guys, you understand us, right? They turn around. Cable's gone. He's run into the house. He's going to save the day. Um, Rachel goes up because she's going to take the top flights. Cable bursts through the bottom. Cable, again, is starting to learn to use his telekinetic abilities now since he's not having to worry so much about keeping his virus in check
0: these days yeah, virus killing you and taking your body over. Yeah, yeah so he's
1: really getting in touch with his his telepathy and his telekinetic powers that
0: some somewhat related note have you ever read um second coming
1: not not recently but i've been thinking about reading it
0: again Those was about the moment where he let his virus go so he could save everyone oh, and oh, like yeah, he basically looks a lot like colossus kind of because mm-hmm. it's like you know his arm but all his body yeah yeah just a, it's a random thought. It's fine. Continue.
1: Dude. Um, this book
0: did make me
1: uh pick up Extermination again, the book that the uh, series that came out a couple years ago where yeah. they killed Old Man Cable. So I, I did I was rereading that recently because I was this book ended up making me be like, fuck. I wanna revisit cable. Like, you know, like I wanna well, really This like...
0: is the one that didn't reference the old man cable. Exactly. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So anyway, long story short, Rachel and Cable save the mutants um, through telekinetic and telepathy and good marksmanship. So the babies are saved. But in doing so, before um, Cable's trying to interrogate the leader of this cult, but before he can really extrapolate any real information from him, he bites down on a pill in his mouth a cyanide capsule like you know the Nazis did and he and he kills himself but before he dies Cable sees into his mind that this man was not acting on his own accords nope. he was being directed by none other than
0: fucking strife <laughs> so like, it's one of those things with a character like strife where I'm like of course, it's strife. Of course, it's strife. if like it's like if it's a story about Cyclops. Of course, it's sinister. Uh-huh. Like it's just one of those characters. Like, yeah, I should have saw this coming.
1: Exactly, and and so that's like the big the big story, right? Like the the rest of the story is oh no, it's not there. That's right, the ending. Okay, so Cable finds out Strife is, is is behind all this. This is Kid Cable. He doesn't have the same history with Strife, but he knows who Strife is because he knows about his history he knows about his everything he's a fucking time traveler um he goes back home he's not telling rachel he's hiding it telepathically telepathically from rachel he's not telling scott or or gene either um he's keeping it to himself he does though <laughs> put a fucking request in with sage for files on strife yeah i like and, this moment <laughs> and sage writes to beast and says Hey, uh, Kid Cable is looking for information on Strife. Um, I'm going to go ahead and flag this as, as we should be concerned that there, we have a Strife problem because obviously Cable's not much of a reader. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I just love that it's just straight up like Cable obviously has no interest in just reading this for leisure. So we could just go ahead and assume that Strife is back.
0: Well, I uh, like that it was flagged mainly or originally because it refers to future knowledge of him.
1: Yes. And then, yeah.
0: So, like, which makes sense. That, that actually has the le- legitimate sense. Like, oh, the future version of him, he might know stuff he shouldn't know, which makes exactly. sense. Exactly. Which, but which then is... also like, also, we probably have a Strife problem because he's looking <laughs> up Strife. <laughs> but also,
1: this guy's not as clever as he thinks he is by any stretch of the imagination. And <laughs> no. so, obviously, I'm going to go ahead and say Strife is back. <laughs> um, but the story ends on one of the best fucking moments that I can't believe I haven't been waiting for, which is. Cable having a drink talking to somebody asking them for help and then saying I hope it's not too weird to ask you for help on this and the person he's asking because he's telling this person, and you obviously know who it is when I'm about to tell you this too he tells the person I need to change my luck and so I need your help and who the fuck else could do that but Domino love it (laughs) oh my fucking god and so her answer to is that too weird says oh nate of course it's gonna be weird when has that ever stopped us oh my fucking god i'm so excited for like whatever weird flirty they probably shouldn't but maybe they will fuck
0: i mean he's not a child he's He's not a
1: child but he's also not in
0: terms of that one (laughs) but he's also not the cable that she was in love with either you know what i mean like or she well, had a relationship with. Yeah, like, but it's I, a relationship because Domino is very much like, I'll kind of fuck what moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. There's a great book um, from a while back called Sex and Violence. And it's literally just about Wolverine and Domino fucking, fucking new, up Hydra, yeah. Yakuza in the hand yeah. while yeah. fucking. Yeah. Actually a good book, though. <laughs>
1: yeah. And now, I mean, and she also still has that kind of thing going on with Colossus right now, too. So, um, Listen, there's a water woman in the way of that? I don't know. I feel like that water woman doesn't know what's good for her. Anyway, I gave this book fucking straight up five X's because what it did is it took, it. it's taking things that for me have never been the more exciting characters or stories in the X-Men past. I've never been a big cable fan. I fucking hate Strife. <laughs> like, he's boring and like, You made a clone of another character I thought was boring. Fuck you, Apocalypse. I don't want to do this. Like, I didn't like the 90s X-Force. I didn't really like 90s Cable, but I'm loving fucking Kid Cable. And I'm really loving the way they're bringing in these, like, ridiculous stories from Cable's past, like fucking Strife. But it's got a new twist on it because now it's Kid Cable having to deal with the emotions that he's not dealing with on like of having a family. Now Cable never had a family, you know what I mean? Like he's being raised
0: the way they wanted to
1: raise him eventually. Yes. Like he he's being like, he doesn't have all of the shit that made old man Cable such a grumpy piece of shit. And like, but he has the knowledge of what that is because he's a time, you know what I mean? Like there's so much nuance to this book that I think we could truly spend an entire episode just going over so instead, I'm reading Extermination again, and look for a mini episode coming your <laughs> way of me just <laughs> ranting about Cable. But I fucking love this Cable book right now. I'm really excited for to see how they're gonna tie Strife into Kid Cable. And and I, and, and that's not a sentence I ever thought I would say.
0: <laughs> anyway,
1: so that's my Cable review. You have anything else you want to say about Cable? Uh,
0: I give it four and a half X's. Yeah. If it they is, had Old Man Cable also, then I would. If there a, was
1: like a little, a little story of Old Man Cable, sure. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, but like th- this, just they've they've come a long way with a character that I honestly thought was going to be really annoying when he first showed up. Like, oh,
0: totally agree. Yeah,
1: what what Jerry Duggan primarily has done with Kid Cable, I want to see more of as long like. I want to explore that. Like, that is such a good fucking story to explore. It's like, what if Nate got to be Nate? You know, like shit, man. Because we have, we, we, old man cable represents the cable that is, right? Yeah. X-Man represents the cable from another reality, the age of apocalypse. apocalypse, The, The cable, he represents the cable if apocalypse would have won.
0: Yeah.
1: Cable represents... The old, the old man Cable represents the Cable that was able to stop Apocalypse's reign because of, you know... Tons His own sacrifices. And yeah. And, everything, and yeah. now we have a, a, a kid... A, a Cable who is growing up in a world where Apocalypse was good.
0: <laughs>
1: um, X-Men <laughs> is <are> no... <laughs> Mutants are united. The techno virus is, is not in him. And he is learning to control his powers and he has his fucking family not just his not just his mom and dad but he also has his alternate universe sister and rachel (laughs) he's got uncles and and his grandfather in the star in in fucking corsair and 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 vulcan um alex summers is there his actual mom madeline was there or could have been there
0: yeah
1: but anyway so she's
0: a clone kind
1: of what's a thing but that's his mom right like that's if am, am i not mistaken um, on that right that's yes that's so his actual mom yeah,
0: that's his that actual biological
1: that's madeline gave birth to cable and then it was gene and and scott who had to take him into the into the future. To hide him from Apocalypse so that he could grow up and fulfill his destiny and all that shit, right?
0: Yeah, I did start that book you got me for Christmas, so I gotta get more into that. But yeah, it's perfectly 90s, by the way. It so (laughs) is. It so is. Anyway,
1: so that's Cable.
0: Uh, So now we have X-Men number 16. This is a weird book. Like, it's a good book, but it's weird.
1: Yeah, this was definitely one that I was, like, not feeling until the very end.
0: Yeah. Like, everything happening made sense but also i had a reaction that a character in the same book habit of like so what's the point um like yes (laughs) so what's the point of also it's not working but like it does make sense i feel the greater plan so let's get into summary And this is gonna be a tricky summary but let's see what i can do
1: if you if it's easier for you to go the beat by beat i think we're okay on time so
0: Oh, yeah, I'll do a mix. So the book starts off with Rachel, Cable, and Cyclops watching the two islands see each other. And they're kind of like, so what's going to happen with this whole Krakoa thing? And they were, oh, which which is a parallel to, like, those were the
1: three that saw the original piece of Arako fuck Krakoa. You remember that scene where, like, Scott was like, close your eyes, son, close your eyes, (laughs) Like they're like so these three have a real fetish for watching islands. islands
0: it's a very specific one too, right? Like that fam,
1: that's that Summers family is fucking weird, man.
0: So they see the two islands about to touch, and they see this volcano erupt with like energy, and then it just everything just energy, <laughs> yeah, I call it energy. Uh, and they're kind of like, what's happening? Why are the branches not touching anymore? What the fuck's the problem? And then we have um, Cypher explaining that these islands don't really know each other anymore. After a few million years, there are different people. And as Cypher says, they literally speak a different language now. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting in a way of doing this. Also, and-
1: here, here, my first thought real quick um, at that moment, at that, at that context clue was like, oh, yeah, you all need to go save Red Root. You know who speaks for Arako? The person who's captured in fucking oh, yeah. other worlds. Like yeah. go, go get their cipher, and we could solve this. Well, I assumed he's speaking
0: for both of them.
1: I don't know. I I think he's saying he's also having a hard time understanding. Like I think he's saying it's so it's it's such a, a different dialect because like otherwise he could just translate. Yeah. But like he he's having a hard time just do doing that.
0: I will stop on my favorite moment in this book, though. When uh, one of the characters says, what was the point of all... Oh, Magneto says, what was the point of all this sword business then? Yes! Doug <laughs> yes! just says, I got a wife out of it.
1: Oh, I yes, sir. Sure.
0: Both are very happy, and then <laughs> Mystique is like, I'm not. Uh, what was it? What's his name again? Um, Exodus. Exodus, thank you. Of course you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, Exodus, just like, nonsense. This time is of joy. Applaud. And then <laughs> fucking... Um, Sebastian Shaw just says, "And may your first mutant be an Omega mutant."
1: What? A, that's a great toast, actually. That's a you really know? good. That's toast. a really good mutant toast. Like, and may your first child be an Omega mutant. Like, that's such a. But also, like, it should be noted that, like, yeah, Mystique is is happy. I mean, Mystique isn't happy that uh Doug got a
0: wife because she still doesn't have hers. Still gonna wait for that storyline to pop very yep. soon. <laughs> Uh, so and during this whole time Xavier does not this is where I'm getting these vibes again Xavier seems like not curious but annoyed that this isn't working like he's had a plan like a grand I'm waiting for an issue of a huge fucking reveal this grand plan he's had this whole time because he seems like calculating and annoyed like he's had moments of genuine emotion for different topics but I feel like this is conveying that it's fucking up his plan
1: yeah, and to an extent, because like it has to be planned, right? Like they've spent the entirety at this point. Now we're led to believe that Xavier and Magneto and um oh fuck, I just blanked on her name, Moira. Yeah, Moira. Thank you. Um, the three of them have been plotting this land of Krakoa for the mutants since the first X Men story yes you know so like whatever that time frame is in the actual world that they inhabit 10 years what was it 10 20 years right like yeah
0: 10 well it needs to be 10 because x
1: i know but i think they were 10 i think 10 was the first so i think 20 what couldn't have just been 10 years that they've been doing this it had to have been at least 20 i guess it could be 20 anyway let's say 20 yeah so for 20 years this has been his plan like yeah i'm sure he's a little annoyed (laughs)
0: and then we get the kind of the reveal because it said it's not just the island it's the mutants there and then someone finally asks, well how many mutants they have and doug says they have about 20 times as many more mutants on that island that's
1: fucking insane
0: that to me screams of a writer's dream playground right You now have literally hundreds of unknown, weird background mutants that you can play with now from a strange new land,
1: where like the land that time forgot.
0: Yeah, (laughs) like
1: holy shit.
0: And I do feel like at this point in the story, I felt well, the answer is obvious: make a council member of one of them. Yeah, that seems to be the obvious answer, or Mm -hmm. at least even a table, like a full, you know, yeah, like a three pair or a three group. So we'll yeah, see especially because so, they've lost
1: because they lost Gorgon. Yeah, so they lost Jean, and wasn't there
0: a third person? No, they just lost those two. Okay, because they offered it back to Jean and Cyclops, and yeah, they'll yeah, yeah. eventually say no. Yeah. So then we cut back to Akaro and we see Iska, right? Iska, I believe. Oh, the unbeaten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we see Iska hunting down some of the demons from that land, and basically magneto and xavier saying hey listen we're here we come in peace welcome she asked some questions about how it works here like oh humanity's still a thing okay you know i do appreciate we've seen a lot of these other mutants from a different strange land except the idea that their way isn't the only way and maybe over time they could change i actually mm-hmm. really like that these characters aren't just like for other terms of pop culture not just like ignorant klingons like no we're yeah. about war and fighting and that's it and no middle ground but they yeah. all seem to be pretty open to the idea of like even we though just... they call it being soft yeah like open to the idea of trying something different maybe life can be better than just hunting and fighting yeah. and bears. I-, I like
1: that too but i do like that iska is telling them like yeah maybe in time we can be that but um you're gonna have to be a little fucking harder in the meantime.
0: Oh yeah, I can't find it right now, but there was a really nice line where she's like. Yeah, you want yeah, me to Yeah, you wanna say it? it? Go ahead, yeah. and say it.
1: Because he Xavier has um a Kricoa and flower with him that will act as a portal, you know, until or a gate, sorry, I keep going on portals, a gate to Krakoa so they can go back and forth. And so she gives him that long thing that you were just saying and ends it with. Do not come to this place again like this, with dreams in your head and flowers in your hand, for this is a land of swords. That's fucking. Cr- that's fucking that's hardcore. Great.
0: That's really great. Like you need to be a tough mother. Like next time, fucking send Wolverine mm-hmm. and like some other tough mother. And the
1: look on Magneto and Xavier's face when she like
0: says that is like, those two are like, oh shit. Oh, Even yeah. Magneto is like, oh fuck who are our neighbors we don't know them and also i, w- I would love to see that's all i want to see reper- repercussions of this in other books too because why isn't there a whole book just about keeping these mutants contained because what's to stop them from checking out the regular world yeah how do you feel a situation you yeah. have this badass hardcore mutants that have way more experience taking over land now just next to a whole planet of people who fear them and they're the kind of people who go, "Well, fuck you. We're just gonna fuck <laughs> you up."
1: Well, some of them do, right? So, like, because the Apocalypse Group and the White Sword Group are still in a Memphis. Yeah, and so the they've re-
0: been raised in the area. But they
1: have been raised in, in so all they know though is like the safety of like the towers. Like all they know is there's war outside.
0: Yeah, but we've and, seen characters like. Um, Oh, the cool one we met in the Wolverine book. Oh, yeah. He's out there somewhere, too. Oh, shit. What's his name? Sodom? Solomon. Solomon. Um, Like, that's the kind of character who would happily go off the island. He is
1: off the island. He took off. He took off through the Avalon. Yeah, he's out there.
0: It's like characters like that. I can't wait to see what they play. I can't
1: wait for his solo book.
0: And Exactly. And I also am really enjoying, like, how she views Krakoa of like yeah your child government you just started they've had a very similar government for the past million years or whatever whatever it's been like,
1: thousands whatever yeah. yeah
0: you are a child of government compared to us so it's yeah. cute that you have very similar traits that we have because we have made the same culture and everything but yeah. we have a council we have our own rules we have our own way of doing things so I, really I do love-
1: like that like s- despite the universe of differences like that, that shared cultural idea of mutants coming through in the form, in the form of like how they structure their government. You know what I mean? Like well, it's
0: kind of like what happens in real life throughout history. Like, yeah, exactly. are exactly the same, but I've never met.
1: Exactly. Like, it's it's really, it's, it's really interesting. I like that. So take us to the end of the story. Cause this is my favorite part.
0: Yeah. So I mentioned earlier how they offer the council, the last two council seats back to Jean and then also Cyclops. And they say no, because the X-Men are supposed to be separate from all this. It's supposed to be the heroes of everything. Yeah, and They're going to put the members of the X-Men to a vote.
1: Yeah, no, so he, tell, he's, he basically tells them, or Gene or Scott, I forget which one, tells Magneto and in, in Charles that, like, no, we can't take this offer because we decided we want to reform the X-Men.
0: Yeah, and be like, for the people.
1: Exactly. And, like, that moment, I was like, oh, man, I know they already did this, but now they're doing them. it again, yeah. But now they're do. but like I was excited because, like, they did it for a one-off. Like, they did, they specifically said, We're doing the X-Men are here or to save these people, but now they're like, But there should just be a standing army of the X-Men, like, the X-Men should just be here. Like, there's no reason the X-Men shouldn't be around and what permanently. Would you
0: compare that to normal society, you
1: don't. The Avengers, you know, this is Marvel, like, I guess you'd compare yeah,
0: it okay. to yeah, the yeah. Avengers, you know what I mean? the government. exactly, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Okay
1: um yeah no thank god i don't think we have any oh do we have shit france no i don't <laughs> uh, um
0: yeah 1800s france yeah
1: <laughs> um but yeah man i was so have excited you
0: seen online that the actual fans can vote for the last member of the x-men
1: i was wondering if that's what was going to happen
0: Oh, did you didn't see that? It's no, I haven't seen it It's on no, Twitter today. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. It's like, can, you can choose from Banshee or Mero or Forge and like a, fu- a bunch of armor, like nice. a bunch of random people. I think it was like 10 people and they're letting the fans vote for the last member. Awesome. Yeah. We, we don't know picked. who the
1: other ones are yet though, do we?
0: No. Okay. But we just know we, we're picking the last member.
1: That's fucking cool as shit. I
0: want to say I picked armor. I think, cool.
1: yeah, I love armor. Or I don't just know who else. Already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Marrow would be cool to see around again
0: i was thinking i almost picked that one too i think
1: um yeah i'll look at that list and see what's up um i (laughs) love politics so much like not obviously like not politics like we've come to know them like american you know like i love (laughs) governing like i love the politics of governing i love things like that i love how those things work so like this X-Men book is like I love when it gets into that. Remember when they went to basically the UN? They did that. They're like I yeah. love that shit. That was the best. So, yeah. so now we're gonna have an election. Fucking, I love it. I'm so fucking excited for an X-Men election. In the last page of Cyclops and the uh, doing the X for the election poster. Oh my god, it's the fucking. Well,
0: best. it kind of give me memories of like Cyclops's right poster. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. Hey, we will always beat the drum that Cyclops is the best X-Men.
1: Cyclops, like he's not my favorite X-Men, but he's the best.
0: Yeah. He's my favorite and the best.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's definitely one of my favorite X-Men for sure, but like oh yeah, yeah. He's the Our he, religious,
0: please make a X-Men movie version of uh Cyclops. That pissed me off. I didn't finish the team yet. Anyway, yeah. side grievance.
1: So yeah, I gave that one uh I didn't rate it actually. I'm gonna go ahead and say four X's though. Yeah. Like I, Four X's for me. I, I love the idea of voting on like not necessarily readers like i i i don't I, i'm happy we get to vote for one i don't want to vote for all of them i i do i am happy though like story-wise there's going to be like a story of like people choosing to run and have them and people voting to have that person represent them on the x-men you know what i mean like that's so fucking cool that that's what the X Men is going to mean now. Is that so, it's a but, representation?
0: Doesn't that mean Sinister is going to be on the X Men? Um, not necessarily. Because it talks about it talks about all the places eligible. Yeah. To represent. But, I mean, doesn't other Sinister people, only represent himself? I mean, other the clones. But,
1: but I think I I think that means like there are
0: people. I think there are
1: other people who live in that region. I think it's just the different regions.
0: Okay. Because I'd be like, like, doesn't Sinister's mean him and many clones? Like. <laughs> maybe
1: i mean there is the like honestly maybe this is lady sinister comes back maybe this is oh, the, yeah. maybe this is the 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 how we get lady sinister back but um
0: or psylocke maybe she could be representative oh
1: shit maybe yeah that makes sense actually or her daughter comes back <laughs> <laughs> or what's that computer a at
0: clive he, he nominates clive how ironic would it be if like a like The first issue of Fallen Angels becomes super rare and expensive because Apoth becomes this huge character in like 10 God years. Damn it. God damn it. And I just I got my issues. I, I only own it digitally. Boom. 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 Um. No, yeah. I can't wait to see how this plays out. I'm, I'm sure people already know because I think the next issue already came out of X-Men. I could be wrong. I can tell you that right now. Uh, no, size. but I
1: think it comes out this week. This week, yeah. Yeah, um, I think it, yeah tomorrow I think it comes out.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping next episode we can cover Wolverine Marauders. Has been sitting in my room for a while, and I think I know about something that happens in it. I'm definitely interested to see you find out about that. Okay, wait, I somehow fucked up. Okay, I believe it. All
1: right, yeah, I believe it too. Okay, so what are we doing? We want to do Wolverine
0: Wolverine Marauders. I want to say the next cable.
1: No, it's not out yet. According this. Those- No, we're still okay. Here, here's what I have. Okay, I'm looking at the so here's the next releases that we would cover Wolverine, Hellions, X Factor, and Marauders. Okay. All right. So that'll be listeners. Here's here's what we're gonna do. Wolverine eight, Hellions eight, X Factor Six, Marauders 17. Sounds good. Not necessarily in that order. No. (laughs) All right.
0: All right, brother. How do you feel about that? Did that go better? I feel good. I feel good about that. Yeah. And again, if you guys like this format where we're a little, more vague, not a little more broad strokes instead of page for page, tell us so we know what you like. Yeah. What where can you? they tell you? They can tell me at Madman 3005. Wow. That I don't know pretty, why that. Happened. That was very that was sexy, though. That's pretty good. Let's make
1: now. that the opening now. Um, <laughs> that's the new opening song. Uh, you—if you want to tell me what you thought about this, or if you want to discourage me from doing a extermination mini—mini episode—you um, can do that on Twitter at xbrarian. It's a uh, librarian with an X.
0: But uh, yes, yeah, so next time, guys, we covering those great books, and maybe some new info will drop in the X Men world. Maybe we will announce three more fucking books because they just love to test us.
1: <laughs> they love to test our wallets
0: did you ever did you ever read juggernaut
1: no i, ha- I still have them though you wanted um, if you want
0: to throw that in go for it how about we
1: just do it as its own thing A let's do, yeah let's do those For let let's have
0: our first character spotlight episode yeah. randomly on juggernaut yeah just talk but, about that but issue tho-
1: <laughs> but those stories that that six part mini episode just that,
0: that like mini yeah. <laughs> and then like his appearances as being the juggernaut, bitch. We'll just open it with I'm the juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> we can talk about is he or is he not a mutant? He's not a mutant. <sighs> I don't know. He's not a mutant. His power comes from a fucking crystal. He is the most mutant adjacent non-mutant in the history of non-mutants, though. Yeah. yeah that's true. <laughs> like, his best friend technically is Black Tom. Yeah, and his brother is Xavier. So, or, I guess, stepbrother, <laughs> but However, that works. Whatever. I don't remember now. It's All the moms actually. Fault. Anyway, I don't. Until then, guys, you can find us from what we already told you. All right, we already <laughs> got that part. And then you will. This hear was us. a shorter episode. No, 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 it's good. You can hear us. <laughs> what can ha- what happens? You can what hear us. at the end. X time, X time. is the plan. It's an X. It's a, that's it. It's over. X time.